Before I begin the homily, I wanted to mention something as regards what's been going around in the news, a lot of buzz regarding the Synod on the family. This evening, I can't obviously go through the different issues nor address the Synod on the family. It would take too long and I would not do it justice. So we have put a link to an important article on our webpage. Most of you, or hopefully all of you, if it was working, I know I got a email message. I should have gotten an email message from the parish letting you know that there is a link on our website. So if you did not get that email message, just go to the new Smoy website and you'll find in the middle one of the highlight areas will have a picture of the Pope and the bishops and it says Family Synod. So please click there in order to read a very, very short but very good article on what's happening. Because otherwise, we run the danger of listening to what's on the news and whether we listen to the extreme left or we listen to the extreme right or we listen to the extreme whatever. We're not going to hear really what's going on as Catholics. So it's important, before we get into discussions, before we get upset, or before we think we know what's going on, I would invite you to read an article there by Father Robert Barron, which is very good, very to the point, and can help illuminate a little bit of what's going on in the news. Just wanted to call your attention to that. Uh, also a little commercial, if you're looking for a good place to get honest sources, to actually read the things that are happening in the Catholic Church, go to catholicnewsagency.com. It's a place where I go to to hear exactly what's developing, what's going on within the Catholic Church. Please do not go to CNN, Fox News, ABC, because those, as good as they are, as bad as some of them are, they're selling news. It's not anymore, unfortunately, about exclusively the truth. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I wanted to lead you in the right direction. It's impossible for me to explain it tonight but I didn't want to let this weekend pass by and you hear nothing from your church. It is there, and I ask all of you to go and read that. This evening, we have this gospel passage, the typical passage, where Jesus says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, give to God what is God's. And I think we've heard this throughout our life, and depending on how old we are, we've heard it a bazillion times or not. And immediately, as soon as we hear this gospel passage, we say, oh yeah, I get it. That's the gospel passage about the separation of church and state. Some stuff needs to be given to Caesar, and then we have other stuff that needs to be given to God. So we basically, we have to pay taxes, we have to obey the laws, we have to do this, that, and the other, and if we're good, then the government will be happy with me. I won't get in trouble, and that's on one side. And on the other side, we're supposed to go to church on Sunday, I'm supposed to say prayers in the morning or at night before I go to bed, I'm supposed to do some kind of charitable giving from time to time, and if I do that, then God is happy with me. And what happens is if we go down that road, sooner or later we get to the point where we have to ask ourselves the question, well, how much stuff exactly do I need to give to God? If Jesus says, give to God what belongs to God. And how much stuff am I supposed to give to Caesar? We, we got to spell it out. If Jesus says, give this part to Caesar and that part to God, well then what's the part that goes to God? 
And even if we don't go down that road, and even if we don't end up asking ourselves that question, I think all of us, our lives reflect a little bit of this dilemma. There's a part of me that I give to the government every time I pay taxes. There's a part of me that I give to my family. There's a part of me that I have to give to my spouse. There's a part of me that I dedicate to my boss and my employment. There's a part of me that I dedicate to my children. And then there's a part of me that I dedicate to God. And I have all these areas where I'm giving everyone a little piece of me. And what we do is, at the end of the week or the end of the month or at the end of the day, if I feel I've given too much to one of these areas, or rather if I haven't given enough in one of these areas, well then I just put a little bit more in that area. I didn't spend a lot of time with my family, so okay, well, throw a little bit of family time in there, and then the mix is looking pretty good. Or, ooh, this week I just didn't really take a whole lot of time for God, so throw a little bit of prayer. I'll pray an extra minute or two when I'm in the truck going to work. And that's how we kind of keep this balance of got to keep all this stuff and everyone kind of happy. Jesus today speaks to that. He speaks to that dilemma in our lives or he speaks to that question where we're saying how much stuff and what stuff am I supposed to give to God? And like I've said before, the first step to understanding what is God trying to tell me is to first realize what was Jesus saying to the people who were listening to him. And you know what? We usually forget that step. We jump right to, well, what's Jesus trying to tell me today? Well, have I understood what Jesus said to the people who were listening to him? A little bit of context. At the time Jesus has this conversation, we have three main groups in Judaism. The Zealots, the Pharisees, the Herodians. The Zealots and Pharisees are over here, and the Herodians are over here. What do I mean? Zealots and Pharisees were against the Roman authorities. They were against Rome being in charge of the Jews. The Herodians were in favor of the Romans being in charge of the Jews. The difference between the Zealots and the Pharisees is the Zealots said, we have to overthrow this Roman rule through violence. And the Pharisees said, God in his providence will overthrow the Romans. So we have these two groups here the Pharisees and the Herodians, and the Pharisees set up a trap for Jesus. They say, okay, we're going to ask Jesus and make sure we invite the Herodians who are in favor of the Romans, and we're going to ask them, should you pay the tax or not to the Roman authorities? If Jesus says, yes, you should pay the tax, he's going to become incredibly unpopular with the people. If Jesus says, no, you shouldn't pay the tax, the Herodians that we conveniently, conveniently invited are going to go back and report him to the Roman authorities. Jesus is either going to get in trouble with the Roman authorities or he's going to lose popularity. A no-win situation for Jesus Christ. And Jesus says, he asks them for a coin, and here's the key. He says, he asks them, show me a coin, and they give him a coin. 
And then he asks the following question. Whose image is on it? And for us, that probably doesn't say a whole lot. It's probably, yeah, he was asking whose face is on the coin. But notice the language Jesus uses. He doesn't say who's on the coin, whose face is on the coin, or whose name is on the coin. He says whose image is on the coin. For us, that says nothing. For a Jew, that says everything. Why? If you go to Genesis, human beings are the only images of God. In his image and likeness, he created them, humanity. And that's why throughout the history of the Jews, there's no real history of visual art. The Jews didn't imprint images of their kings on their coins. Why? Because for a Jew, the only image, the true image of God in this world is humanity, is the human being, the human being itself. We don't need to represent it. We don't need to duplicate it. We don't need to paint paintings of gods or anything. It's Humanity is our art. The human being is the image of God. And Jesus taps into that and he says, whose image is it? And they say, Caesar's. And then he says, repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. What is Jesus saying? And we usually interpret it, some things belong to Caesar, some things belong to God. What is Jesus actually saying? He's saying, give Caesar's image back to Caesar and give God's image back to God. Who is God's image? I am. I am. Every human being is made in the image and likeness of God. Jesus is saying, give the coin to Caesar. Give him his image. But not give stuff to God. Give God's image back to God. That is, give yourself back to God. This isn't a parable about separation of church and state. It's God's thirst for me. I created you in my image, and I want you. Give Caesar his image. Give me my image. It's powerful. Sounds simplistic, but it's not. Have I given myself back to God? Because God's not going to force me. Have I freely given myself back to God? My thoughts, my words, my actions, my desires, my love, myself. 